to boldly go where no man has gone before. Hold on to your underpants. It's time for Aftershock with Steve Grillo. That's an, that's an ironic bummer because Martha is not wearing any underpants. <laughs> She's stuck to the chair. <laughs> I t- we need some covering on the chairs. I never wear underwear. <laughs> I know. Like, my cooch is all sweaty and all up on the seat. Uh, Bella licks it up. Well, 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 let's say hello, everybody. It's uh, another episode of Aftershock here at the glorious Pro Media Studio here in Times Square, the middle of... I would say it's the uh, what the center of the Epicenter. universe, Times Square. Everything, everything comes here to New York. Everybody goes to Times Square. You have to come see Times Square. I'm sitting here with the very beautiful, lovely, round-butted Martha Duke once hey, again. Hey, everybody. Oh, uh, the, the sober Martha Duke. Yeah. yeah. We're all very proud of Martha. Stacey Pressman is going to join us any minute, but of course, she's always running late. Um, she'll have some excuse about the train, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, she, I told her about this show like at 3.30. She, you know, she could have just jumped on the train, but no, I think I'm ready. It's a podcast. No one can fucking see what you look like, for Christ's sake. So anyway, uh, I love Stacey, but she, you know. I got ready uh, in 15 minutes. I know. I'm proud. to See? what? Here she is. You know. Yay. Yay! Finally. Well, you don't drive the trains. Hey, what did I say? <laughs> what I just said is she's going to have some excuse about the train. Oh, fuck you. You drive back. You Should I talk into the microphone. <laughs> Jesus, you're supposed to be some sort of professional or something. This isn't your first day at the rodeo. Come on, Stacey. Well, I'm lucky. I live down the street. Yeah, you so. guys all fucking live down the street, motherfuckers. So you got to get ready. It's a fucking podcast. No one can see what you look like. Uh, can I put clothes on? Do you want me to go with my pajamas? Yeah, sure. <laughs> on Sundays, Broadless? I refuse to put on real clothes and go to the Starbucks in my llama space pants. It's like well, a thing I do every Sunday. Really? I, I just can't go on the F train for an hour and a half. They'll look at me like I'm homeless, and then they'll put me in jail. But it's the F train. Nobody I know. <laughs> People will be putting like a dollar in your coffee cup. <laughs> I might get off with like 25 bucks. I know. I might win. I just yeah. start singing on the train. I think I'm going to start doing that part time. Yeah, you should. Hi, everybody. I'm not homeless, but I just have to uh, go to a I will pie. take a sandwich. <laughs> I'd rather do that than, like, put a GoFundMe, right? GoFundMe. Uh, well, go well, fund well, my... well, funny you should say that because I got a lot to talk about. It's funny. It's, everything's going great with this show, and we're getting a lot of great responses, um, especially, you know, the past shows, the show that we did last week. Um, <laughs> that was sort of impromptu. That turned into fucking another oh, really? home oh run. Another God. home run from Martha. I didn't hear that Martha. one. Uh, yeah, no, it just sort of just happened. It was, like, last minute. Where, uh, um, you know, I got, uh, what, Max, Max uh, our, our wonderful engineer in the back, he happened to just uh, be here, and I called Martha, and, and who else was on? Uh, oh, and uh, Ivy, I was hanging yeah, out with Ivy, Ivy Superstar, like she had to come up here. So we just said, fuck it, let's just uh, get up here, let's do a show That's real quick. That's awesome. And, uh, and Martha <laughs> revealed some interesting things about, uh, this show has somehow become a show about gripes. People have gripes, and they're, they're going to come on, and Martha had a big gripe because she was uh, banging some billionaire who was on Forbes list, and... Uh, um, he basically stiffed her. What, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah he, he stiffed. He's a billionaire. They're the and, cheapest motherfucker. Uh, oh, well, oh well, he, it was bad. My, my favorite part bad. of that whole story is the fact that he's secretly gay, and she had, gay. she had she had to hire a male prostitute. He used to send me pictures of glory holes and be like, "Look where I'm at." Because you, you know, know these guys, so they can get away with anything. She had, rich. she had to uh, get a male prostitute so he t- so she can teach him how to suck dick. Are you kidding? Oh no, me? he already knew how to did do that. Yeah, you, you gave Wait. him some pointers, though. Did you pay for he, the male no. prostitute? Yeah, he no, he, he, he paid for the male prostitute. You did? What? Yeah. No, 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 no. God, no. Grillo, you're fucking up the whole <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> he 
male prostitute. I picked the male prostitute. And what I said about him is this man was enthusiastic about sucking some dick. Like, he made me question my dick game. Really? Like, he, like, he got giddy like a school child. Like, and the fast, get this, I couldn't, when he said he owed me money, I couldn't get him to meet me for a drink or meet me out or meet me for a coffee. Like, because he would say I owe you money. And for I'd what? Be, like, one time his wife got a hold of his phone <laughs> and texted me and I covered. And he's like, dude, I owe you money for that. Like, whatever. And How I much? How much did I, I, I covered <laughs> his ass multiple times. And right, so did that male I, prostitute. He so should cover anyway. your fucking rent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. So the guy, the guy, like, sits there. I can't get him to show up for a fucking drink, but I sent him a picture of my friend's, like, giant cock, like, against my ass. He's at my house in less than 15 minutes. Oh, wow. And it was like, you could get him to show up anywhere. Did he pay like, you with the, when you showed him the ass? Did well, he? okay, that time he did. Like, eventually it got to a point where I'm like, fuck you, you're a pony up. And then, like, I just kept finding big dicks for him. I became his dick broker. Yeah. And, like, it literally had, like, nothing to do with so, me. That, that, it that was, was just, like, I the was dick a broker. dick broker. Well, you're the beer dick broker. <laughs> well, yeah. that, that was that was last week's show. And uh, oh, we, uh, so we made we made the big announcement that uh, as far as that, uh, everything goes, we're going to be live streaming Monday nights. We have a slot here every Monday oh, night at 8 o'clock. Okay. So we're going to be on camera, and we also have Makeup. we also have a uh, a sponsor who Versteiner beer, and uh, so uh, we got uh, we're gonna they're gonna be um, our they're officially our first sponsor, and um, they're gonna be bringing beer and stuff like that. We we drank all the beer last week, not Martha. Do they have a non-alcoholic beer? That's a good question, and I will find out. Uh, yeah. Next yeah. Monday is my birthday, and we oh, were wow. going to so dinner. We're gonna do it. So, well, I have everyone meeting at eight o'clock at John's um, Pizza, so okay. I don't know what to do. So I, I well. Listen, there's going to be many more shows to come. Um, but you Unless know, I, I do it next week. We've got to jump on it. Take advantage of this. I, I already have our first guest who, who? I'm very excited. Now, I, not everybody. I'm not sure because I'm an old school rap guy. And um, one of my favorite bands from the from the late 80s is Third Base. I'll move my, my party up to 9 o'clock. Okay. Then. Um, and, and then and, you'll come. Yes. Okay, and th- you'll come. Third, third Base is one of my favorite of all time rap groups. I'm so fucking excited to announce that MC Search will be my first guest. On the new Aftershock program that's going to be live streaming. And um, well, I can't wait know. to talk about him. He's got a Kickstarter program. He's trying to get a book out there. And um, I'm just, it's like for me, I might as well be interviewing Paul McCartney. I know it doesn't, I, I know that's base. not the same category and it's not, but to me, MC Search and Third Base was my whole entire high school years. I still listen to them. I know so many of the lyrics. To all these songs, I'm going to try to do maybe a contest to try to, uh, you know, um, with, with Search, maybe try to help him raise some money. But, uh, you know, as far as everything else is going on, like, you know, I, I, got to, I got to tell you, man, my fucking life is falling apart. It's, it's, not a, it's fucking Why? so bad. Let's talk well, about it. Just because it. it's just like, I think someone put a fucking hex on me. I really do. All right, calm because down, it, it's just like, I, Remember I, my meme I sent you today? What is the yeah. meme? I, know. I, I did a I did a Carrie Fisher Princess Leia meme where she's like behind the gun and she's like, <laughs> was it like blocking negativity like yeah. a boss? Uh, I appreciate <laughs> that. I can help you with this. Hex. So, but I mean, um, no, a- I, 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 I feel like I, you know it's like. 
you know, I've been sort of struggling with jobs and stuff like that. I had like three big jobs fall apart. And then a buddy of mine that works uh, on uh, Blue Bloods, he said, well, one of the unions is like, they, they need guys. So just get 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 your OSHA certification and get your lift certification. And they're paying like 45 bucks an hour. And yeah. they're, they're starving for men. So just, so I finally, you know, I, I, it, I can't stand doing shit online like this, but I locked myself in the apartment. I did the 10-hour certification. Then I went and I got my lift certification all the way out in some bumble of fuck queens. Where there, there wasn't a train in a two mile radius of this place. So I go and do that and I go and I get all the things and I mail it to the union hall. And it's like, I'm walking out and I had to go do it at a friend's office. And I'm walking out of the office and I get a text and it's like, the list is closed. We're no longer accepting everybody. And then as, oh, I, no. as I'm reading the text, the fucking sole of my shoe falls off. Holy shit! It wasn't meant to be. Maybe like, nobody wasn't meant to be. But like it was. But like now one, you have this certification. Thing. I know, but I just like, you'll I, be I, ready. The I don't next know. One. I don't know what's going to happen with it. Whatever. Okay, blah, 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 but I, 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 uh, I just saying it's like one bad thing I throw that now, and I, I, I'm stuck, and and I, I. I'm not bad mouthing anybody that works in a fucking pizzeria because I had a pizzeria and and I, I just to me working at a pizzeria is grueling. I have to take a shift at a pizzeria and I'll give them a plug because they're really good pizza. It's it's Baker's Pizza that it's on fifty tenth Avenue between fifty first and fifty second. The pizza's amazing and I love the owner. He's such a good guy, Jordan. And I'm I'm there to help and I want to help and I have to help, but I, I have no choice. Like my shoes are covered in pizza shit. Life on life's I, terms. So um, you know, and it's just like I feel like I'm just like back to square one, and I just can't catch a break lately. I don't know what the fuck it is. Like someone puts something on me, and it, it there's a stink, and it, it's like I can't get it off. Okay, so let's figure it. I I I don't. I think you can solve this problem, Steve. Yeah, what's that? Okay, first of all, you need to breathe because you're very crazy. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm, 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 I'm wearing tighter. I'm wearing tighter than a spring. Right, yeah. you're a little, little right. messed up right You know, now. I'm going back to school for mental, uh, for actually for drug addiction counseling I, to be a psychologist. Nice. So we need I to talk. Have, yeah. I actually have. So this was the best advice I ever fucking got. If you want to talk about life falling apart, you got to put it back together. I was I was four months pregnant. My, I was with this like dick of a man. One didn't call him a man because he couldn't hold a job. He secretly had a drug problem, was spending all my money. Oh, my stole God. Stole my inheritance. Fucking, we had just bought a house. I had a mortgage payment. I'm four months pregnant. Beats the shit out of me in my living room in front of my three-year-old. And then the next morning, he says, I'm going to visit my uncle and never came home. <gasps> so <laughs> I'm sitting there now, four months pregnant. In my um, penultimate or second to last trimester, or, or not trimester, but um, semester of college. Uh-huh. No money. I had $20 cash. I had to walk because I was scared to use gas. I had to walk with my son to the grocery store. And I, I'm sitting there trying to figure out how am I going to buy groceries with $20. And I mean, I, I cried. I screamed. I didn't. I had no clue what to do. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that was like the whole... But, my whole life was falling That's apart. happened to me, too. So yeah. what but happened... But it's like it fucking just going. What happened was... First of all, my family is zero support. That's why I don't speak okay. to them anymore. So my mom just comes over and takes my son and leaves me alone in this giant house I can't afford with, oh, you no. know, like... And so I, I was sitting there, and my high school boyfriend's mom was kind of more my mom. Okay. So she comes over to my house. Oh, everybody, uh, very uh, excited for this next call. We'll hold that. We'll, we'll hold that story. We'll get back to that. But uh, right now on the phone, uh, we got uh, a very, very good friend of mine. I consider him one of my close friends, Mr. Brian O'Halloran. Oh, Brian. Yeah. Hey, Brian. What's going on, Grillo? Uh, <laughs> What's going on, Martha? Hey. And uh, we got hey. my friend. Yeah, we got Stacy Pressman here as well. 
Hey. Stacy. How are you? How are you doing? Long time no see. I know. How you been? Good. Since our lunch together. We all had that lunch. Yes, that big lunch. Good. Right. I've been doing well. Just touring with my stupid stand-up all around the globe. So while uh, Brian, That's as everybody stupid. knows... It's not uh, stupid stand-up, it's stand-up, and it's, uh, you know, Comedy Week in New York is the festival going on. So. Yeah, I know, it's very you, exciting. You got anything going on? Uh, no, I'm I'm not, I'm just going to enjoy the, the week of it, that I have ahead of me, but uh, otherwise, uh, the next thing I have going on is uh, down in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, I'm from Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, cool. What, what about? You, uh, I'm from Owensboro. Okay. Yeah, but that's like not near Louisville. But my best friend's down there. But I was actually telling Grillo I was a clerk for five years. Law clerk? No, no store clerk. A store clerk. She, store clerk. She basically lived your 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 life from uh, clerks. Oh, so then that's probably so then that movie to you is more like a documentary, right? Oh my god! I mean, I we did things way worse than they did in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, her mother basically get let her and her friends run the store. So yeah. you can see it with a bunch of teenagers running a, a, a convenience store, yeah. what might happen really? there. So basically what happened was my mom was the manager of the convenience store, and it was in a bad part of town. So like everybody who ever applied to work there was a meth head, and they all stole. Uh-huh. Like, like all they did was steal shit. Really? And so my mom now, was this like... Is back, this is back in Kentucky? Yeah, it's back in Owensboro. And wow. so it was like the bad part of town. And so as soon as I turned 16, my mom got me a job there. And really the only reason I was hired was to make sure people didn't steal anything. Her theory was no one's going to steal anything if the boss's daughter's there. Well, then it turns out my boyfriend needed a job. My best friend needed a job. Like, And then she just ends up hiring all my friends. And then, like, you know, I was the chick at school that could get you beer, could get you cigarettes. Like, yeah, and, and then she was pimping out some people from the, in the bathrooms too. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. Well, they you they would you the male prostitutes in the neighborhood. So your experience, your experience in that apparently. Yeah, the male <laughs> prostitutes and they were regular prostitutes too. Used our bathroom as like their hotspot. They would just keep the keys. We had like forty. Duplicates How of the many keys. male prostitutes were there in your neighborhood in Kentucky? <laughs> well, it was See, the now, pedophile so now, that area. Sounds, that sounds a lot more interesting than a guy who just jerks off and then dies in the bathroom, <laughs> like in Clerks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You have an actual business going on. There's a whole, there's a whole racket. There's a whole. I didn't even know there was that many gays in Kentucky. Well, I, my favorite <laughs> part. Oh, the down low. They're on the down low. My favorite part was every time somebody would come in and buy rolling papers, I just go. You know that's illegal, and then uh, they'd be like, "Meet me out back." Yeah. <laughs> oh really? So, oh, I was so how you high. Got high. So uh, yo, uh, the last time I saw uh, you, Brian, uh, we were at that movie. I, I, you got to remind me the name of the movie because I'm really stoned. Sure, uh, it's uh, Stephen Mena's uh, third in his trilogy, uh, Malevolence, Malevolence Three. I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. You produced it, right? Yeah, I was one of the early on producers of it. Uh, me and Stephen had worked before. I was a uh, part of his film called Brutal Massacre, a comedy, a really funny, uh, like fake documentary about the making of a horror film. Oh, and it had a lot of really great names of the horror industry in it. You had uh, David Naughton from American Werewolf in London. You got Gunnar Hansen, who was the original uh, Leatherface, was in that movie. Oh, cool. So um, I had met David. Uh, excuse me, I had met Stephen on that film, but he had already made the first malevolence before that and then we did um this movie uh brutal massacre and then he went on to do 
Bereavement Part Two of that series, and then uh, years later, and then this year it came out, Malevolence Three uh, Killer, to wrap up the trilogy. And I thought he did an amazing, a really, really amazing job with this one. I had, I, I would have been honest about it. Like you just, sometimes you go to these things and you're like, oh, what am I doing here? I, I, I was riveted the whole time. It was like you just didn't know which way it was going to go, and of course it. The, the most important part of any movie, it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. So <laughs> Yes. And you know what was great about it, too? It's in that classic kind of 80s kind of horror film style. Uh, it's not a huge, like, kind of, you know, just everybody gets cut to pieces in really weird ways, like Saw or Hostel. It really had a, you know, a really good realistic kind of plot that this can happen today. I, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I went. I'm glad I got to see you that night. That was really cool. So are you going to be around this week? Uh, this week, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm still working on something else right now, but uh, I know in a couple of weeks I'll be down in Louisville, like I said, and then that's it for the year, and then hopefully the holidays come around, and then I have a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but uh, we will be uh, getting soon our schedule to shoot for the new uh, Kevin Smith's Jay and Silent Bob movie. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. That's fucking yeah. so exciting. So, uh, do you have any clue what's going to happen with that? Or which way it's going to go? Like, how are they going to do uh, this? I have, I have an overall uh, outline of what the story is about. Um, I've yet to handed my, have been given my script yet because we're still signing paperwork. But once that's done and I get the script, I, I'm told to start. We should start shooting in a couple of weeks. I know uh, there is um, Kevin and Jay have been on the uh, road with their podcast, their Jay and Silent Bob Get yep. Old show, and I know they've <laughs> been having people read like different scenes. They would read to the audience different scenes from the movie, and so uh, uh, the movie will start off pretty funny. You'll, you'll be seeing some familiar faces, especially in the beginning of it, and then a whole lot of cameos. I know it's going to be a very heavy cameo-laden uh, film. Oh, hot. And uh, knowing Kevin would probably shoot for about two months, and then uh, or a little bit less, and then um, he'll be editing, and I, I, I probably would guess it would come out by the summer of next year. That's like, that's breaking news. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations, well, Brian. Aftershock first. Thank you. Yeah, and I know uh, I know Jerry was at the uh, Comedy Fest. He just did, uh, he was at Caroline's there on Broadway uh, this past uh, Tuesday. I heard it was a real uh, sold out, a great sold out it was, show. It was, just, it, was so, just, uh, it was just Muse? Yeah, Muse is now touring with his comedy show called Jason Muse and his amusing stories. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, um, who do you I need a show like that. Do you do stand up, Brian? <laughs> you do stand up, do you? I do from time to time. Oh, cool. So if, um, if I do a show, would you do it? Would you? I mean, I do uh, prof- big shows in the city, so if you sure, yeah, absolutely, uh, like West Side you, uh, Comedy. You have my info, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you did stand up or not. I didn't know, but uh, thanks. Yeah, I I, uh, I worked at. Uh, I worked at Mohegan Sun uh, once, and I did a, a show down at the Stress Factory in New Jersey a oh, couple great. of months back. Oh, great. Awesome. Okay. And I worked down at uh, Atlantic City at a few of the places in Atlantic City great. Uh, the year before that. So. Good. Yeah, because I produce these shows. Sometimes they're like, we can do our live po- podcast live at the at West Side, where I, you know, I do that often. So that'd right be on. great to have you on that. And it, their shows are fabulous. We have great people. Sounds good. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So, uh, w- uh, so uh, Martha's here. She's she's, she's like infatuated <laughs> with you, bro. Like when I told her that you were calling in, she was like, "No fucking way!" Well, you know that, that movie came out like when I was in high school, and so to everybody, that was like the precedent of what like working at a convenience store was. <laughs> like, and it was so, just. So Martha, are you more of a Dante or are you more of a Randall? <laughs> or, or are you more of a Jay or a Silent Bob? Um, 
I don't know. I guess I'd probably be like a Dante. But we, um, I mean, we just like fucked with each other like so bad. Really? Because like my mom would tell us to leave a list, a to-do list for the third shift crew coming in. Uh And the to-do list was never done. Like like, there were like three (laughs) things to do. It was like sweep the parking lot, change the, you know, window washer fluid or whatever. And then like some shit. And, like, clean the coffee pot. But we would put stuff in between it, like, make a bong out of, and then just list, like, five random things in the store. <laughs> and, like, and then be, like, every time somebody buy, and we would do stupid dares, like, every time somebody buys a Paps Blue Ribbon, you have to go, Paps! And you have to, like, say that. And uh, the other thing was, like, it was a bad neighborhood. So, like... You know, all the drug dealers live there and stuff. You didn't stuff. get robbed? Um, Never got robbed when I was there. But there was this one... We got robbed, like, once a month. Like, it was just kind of like... It, there was one time the dude did have a gun, and we had, like, a smart guy who ran out the back door. Because there was a back door. Like, and me and my mom were sitting there like, why didn't anybody ever think to run out the back door? Like, right, this right, guy right, runs right. out the back door. This idiot doesn't rob the store. He runs out of the store and starts chasing the guy down the street. Wow. So it's like, he could have just grabbed whatever he wanted. But no, it's more important to chase down the clerk. Like, it's just like dumbest robbers in history. Yeah. But, so did he, did he get caught? Yeah, they found him because he was running down the street with a shotgun. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But my favorite was there was this, like, really tall Jamaican guy that would come in, and he always called me baby girl. And he would come in, and uh, everybody knew I smoked. Like, I was such a stoner. And he would just come in. Every time he came in, he would put his hand in his pocket and put a pile of weed on the counter and be like, thank you very much. Really? And then uh, the other <laughs> Now does your does your mom still own this store? No, no, no. Um the Indians took it over. It's a hot Native Americans or the other time. Did you guys ever have uh, security cameras at the store? I've been uh, hilarious to get copies of that footage. We yeah. did. And what was funny is like when I was a kid, my mom would like bring the tapes home to watch them, you know, like to see if anybody was stealing. So we had right, just exactly. piles and piles of these like of these cameras. And one time my mom watched the video camera and witnessed me getting into a fight with my arch nemesis and I like pull my shirt off and everything oh and I'm like, God. come at me, bitch. Like you like, wait like you went topless? No, I had a shirt on uh, under oh. my work shirt. I don't know. Uh, I thought oh it was cool. At the time. I, I'd like to see the topless girl fight. That'd be fun. Well, I this could see somebody bitch. I could see somebody with their whipping out their phone screaming, World Star Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, next that's, thing you know, things have changed, you, right? You got like one hundred and twenty thousand yeah. likes. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's the, 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 the way the world goes now. It's horrible. Was right, it... No one stops the fight. If yeah. anything, they want to record it and make sure they get enough likes. That yeah. was that was the movie when the girl gave the blowjobs or something. Talked about how many blowjobs. Yeah, that was him. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, was... oh. good, good to do your homework, Stacey. I, I haven't <laughs> seen the movie. Well, I'm sorry. It's been... How many dicks have you sucked? That's a famous fucking yeah. scene. Yeah. So movie. I don't. I always felt like that girl. I pissed yeah. a guy <laughs> off once. I pissed a guy off once because, like, I would just make like dirty jokes like constantly, like because the one thing that is so amazing about being a clerk is it is the one job where customer service doesn't fucking matter because they have to yeah. get the shit anyway, yeah. right? 
Like, where yeah, else are you going to go, go get cigarettes, condoms, and beer? Like, I always well, steal well, condoms. I, I never buy them. It also helps your mom is the owner. Right. Oh, yeah. one time somebody said they were going to get me fired, and I was like, oh, did you bring a tent, pack a snack? Because it's going to take a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So, wait, can either of you give a number about how many dicks you sucked? I can't even. No. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> I, I, no, you know, I went out, I went without dick sucking for many years, so, because I was married, and, and so you obviously uh, didn't do that. Yeah, that's what, uh, happens, <laughs> that's what happens when you get married. I'm too good at it. Like, it just, But like, I'm getting better at it again. I'm, I've I've started, I've gotten, I've gone to uh, school you. for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, 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 what do you mean by, like, I'm getting better at it, what are you getting well, references? You know, and yeah, like, yeah, I'm getting, you, she's like, handing them surveys. My Yelp reviews You're are getting, getting really stars good. stars on your Uber for dick sucking? Yeah, I'm I'm getting better and better. Like I just open my mouth really wide and do my singing exercises and breathe. Yeah, and like you make sure you open your mouth like you're doing that. Oh, and then you put your clothes. Now, either one of you have uh, pierced tongue? No, I don't. No, oh god, that's so out, Brian. That's like very nineteen. I always loved that scene from. uh, I don't know. Do you like pierced tongues on your cock? Who does that? Well, it's supposed to Ew. enhance. It's supposed to enhance the experience. No, it does. That's like people get pierced tongues. They're retarded and they suck duck for a living. I mean, I don't do it for a living. I just do it for a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like she macrames and sucks cock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, I always saw that scene from Tropic Thunder. It's like you got to stroke the shaft, cradle the balls, and swallow the goo. <laughs> but everyone has a different preference. Like some guys don't like you to touch their cock when you're sucking it. Some guys like to you can hand them balls and hand jobs. Yeah. Some people don't even like you to touch their ball. I mean, everyone is very different. Like same thing with me. Like I like every, diff, you know different than probably another girl does or something. So it's it's not one size fits all with the cocking sucking. Like a very, I just want guys like to be a, quick. Like a like a very good, wise <laughs> man once said, "There's no such thing as a bad blowjob." I don't really like swallowing, even though I pretend I'm swallowing. But it's in I your fake, mouth anyway. No, I, I I fake it all the time. What swallowing? I what? say I swallowed most of it. I can't swallow it all. So My stomach is full. But it's still in your mouth. Tits, Isn't it grosser just to sit on your no, tongue? No, I run like, into ew. the bathroom and I go. Pfft. No, you know what but you do? But it's still you in your grab, mouth you grab your I boobs spit it out like phlegm. You spit it on your boobs. Well, t- I don't know that technique yet. Well, yeah, well, just tell us like come on your tits. No, I don't want to swallow it. I'm afraid I'm going to get AIDS. Well, oh. you know, uh, we did discuss what we did discuss what to do with all that in the movie Clerks. Oh, oh I have to no rewatch point. it as a tutorial, yeah. Brian. What 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 so do I do with all that? You actually swallow. You can spit it into some other people's mouths, as they said. In, yeah. Oh know, my God, the snowflake, snowfla- the snowflake kiss. Uh, yeah, guys yeah. don't the like snowflake. One kiss. guy I, years ago. This is a true story, of course. Um, I gave a hand job. I think it was a hand job. It could have been a hand job where he spurged. And um, spurged on my back or something. I don't remember what happened. Or he jerked off on my back, and then he licked it off. Oh no! Oh, well, that's what? a big dom thing. Make him lick it up. No, he he didn't. I didn't make him. He loved. He wanted to lick oh, his own cum off. I don't. Then I don't, I've had people I don't get that. that don't even like Steve, who have a reaction like that, won't even touch their own cum. Oh, no. Never Steve mind, lick acts it. like he's so dirty, but every time yeah. we bring up something, no. like, like just a little off of the norm, he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I sorry. I don't want to. I'm just really. We're like, not I'm, saying you I, have to do it, Steve. I know. I know. I'm just sorry. saying a story about a guy it. that. But that was, out, that's man. a rarity for straight men. Is well, that, would you say that's correct, Brian, from your experiences? I that rare. Since you've given the lecture? That it's rare for what, a, a guy to want to taste his own stuff? Yes, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's very rare. For yeah. a straight guy, anyway. For a straight guy. Yeah. 
Not even by yeah. accident. My ex-husband was afraid of his own cum. He wouldn't even touch it. Like he wouldn't want. He would like put it in a in a paper towels and it would harden on his cock and sleep with it all night. What? He basically made a paper mache penis. Oh my god! Oh my god. He was crazy. Oh maybe it was, maybe that's his hobby. Yeah, <laughs> like my hobby is blowjobs. This is paper mache penis. We've all yeah. developed into something. He has a whole collection that. on the light end, yeah. end table. <laughs> I used to paint them with nail polish at the end. And that was my collection. I'm he got still them in divorce. Wrapping my head don't, around that swallow. Don't tell me that he was a surgeon. That was I his fake job, swallowing. and he just didn't like bodily fluids. Oh. I fake swallowing. I, don't, I just don't want to. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get a stomach virus or something. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, your stomach acid will kill anything. No, 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 not mine. I have to be really. I have a very weak stomach, Steve. You know that. So, uh, Brian, I got a question. So now the the. the Line from the movie, or that Tropic Thunder line that I said before. Now, being in the entertainment business, uh, you've heard that before? And and do you know Have what I've heard that, that like, line before? That's yeah. how he gets the part. What do you think? I've heard something of that, that line said in a realistic situation. I think it was derived from a realistic situation from a big, huge A-list star. Okay, so the, the, it's like an urban legend, but no one ever what? knows what to shoot. So it, you work on movie sets, and this like eventually you get, you're going to hear this story. And the story goes as um, still, Sylvester Stallone, is, is that the same person? Brian? Uh, I, can, I will not confirm nor okay, deny. Okay, so it, it, Sylvester Stallone was... This is, a, this is alleged. 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 Was work doing a movie and they forgot to take off his microphone and he went into the trailer and he had some prostitute <laughs> or for girlfriend for whatever what he was getting a blowjob and he was giving her instructions as he was getting a blowjob and uh, the urban legend is you know he, uh, in a typical Stallone voice stroke the shaft cradle the balls you know like he was giving her direction and it's like an urban legend movie set thing. And yes, and it's mostly and it's mostly passed from sound guy to sound guy. Yeah, because oh, it's that's the sound fun. guy who first was hearing all this. Oh I, my gosh, I love the movie. This is so random, but the movie where John Travolta plays a sound guy who solves the crime. Does it, no one knows what I'm talking no. about? No, no, he's like by a bridge recording sounds for a movie, and then there's like a car crash and one. murder, and then like. We're gonna he, look that up. Yeah, it's like I don't know, I'm a huge fan. And and, uh, and then he's giving blowjobs <laughs> to men in the bathroom. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you said John Travolta yeah. blowjob. Yeah, that's my brain went like maybe yeah. he gave one a of my best friends is a sound guy, and we like laugh about that movie all the time because it's like the one movie made about a sound guy. Sound yeah. guy must hear all kinds of shit. Oh, when yeah. people don't take, I've I haven't taken my mic off, and I when I do I I do lectures and <laughs> Did I bring. Did you hear people I, say they killed a man? Well, I do it, I, you know, more like a theater thing, and I would we had the lavaliers, and then I would go to the bathroom and like talk, <laughs> and I would shit, and, but that was I would say things, and I would like sound crazy anyway, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, you always, you always want to make sure you turn off the back if you're gonna, yeah, you know, gonna be in the bathroom for a while, oh, or man. if you're gonna be having conversations about because they like, hear talking shit. shit about co-stars or whatever. You just want to kind of yeah, turn that off. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, does that ever happen to you? Me? No, I'm I'm always hyper aware that I have a microphone on. Yeah, I can't. I, that's I I don't know if that's ever happened to me because maybe that's why people hate me because I I have my microphone on and I'm talking shit about them. I don't know. I've had my <laughs> yeah. phone on and it, no, I hadn't hung up and like. Oh. Uh, I'm, ver I'm, I'm I'm very careful now because I'm or, always. Or you butt up. dial somebody and yeah, you're like yeah, but butt dialing is is definitely. I've heard. I've had people butt dial me, and I'm just like, "What? Hello?" I always you, listen. You, you butt dial me. Yeah, yeah and, and then, listening. They're they're like ordering food and stuff. But man, if it's your significant other, and you're like, "So, oh, honey, honey, you butt dial me, uh, hello," and all of a sudden, yeah. 
That would be. <laughs> I had uh, my crazy. You're always uh, back to the dick sucking, yeah. aren't you, Steve? <laughs> my Steve, my crazy no ex, coming though. My crazy ex, right after we like broke up, like butt dialed me while him and whoever he was fucking were talking shit about me, <gasps> and then I got to hear them say goodbye to each other and him walk to the train. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, that's a great way to go to we were already broken up, or that was the straw that broke you guys up? No, we were already broke up. Oh, okay. Like, this this guy is, like, fucking, like, he can't, he's came into my life and will never, ever, ever fucking go away because he's a narcissist. Like, oh they're the worst people on earth. Yeah, and so, I, I know. This is the funny thing about narcissists. They fucking hate when you have a self-esteem yeah. or you're doing right. well. They want right? you to bring you down to they want to destroy so, you. So what's happened, he heard a, like a couple weeks ago that I, or that I recently broke up with my boyfriend. And I had a boyfriend of two years and it was just done. It was over, whatever. I left. So um, he finds out I'm newly single. In his mind, he thinks that means like, oh shit, like Martha needs money. Like I can, I can get in there. And he starts making offers. You know, I'll give you this much money if you hang out with me or whatever. Because he's always trying to weasel back in. Well, the thing is, he weasels in. He realizes I have a thriving business. I'm doing podcast. I'm on LA Talk Radio. Like I'm, you know, I just got invited as like an influencer for this Instagram thing and stuff. The thing that you invited me to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. And uh, what's crazy is he then, he was like, you seem rather cocky. And I hadn't even said I had anything that was going on. And I'm like, you don't like me when I'm doing well. You said that right to his face? Uh, I, no, I just was like, fuck you later. Uh, like, well, why do you answer a- the phone? You gotta send him. You gotta send him a free song. You gotta send him that Taylor Swift. We will never, ever, ever get back together. <laughs> uh, Do you that, sing that to your exes, Brian? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just thought I'd bring out a Taylor Swift reference. Just no, it's just, just it's a mess just with a, your heads. Uh, that's so funny. It's just so classic narcissism. I mean, it's just like you know, like to call me cocky when I haven't even said. Anything. Oh, fuck I these narcissists. They should all be, uh... So then, do you, do you think he listens to this podcast now? Oh, yeah. So now he's hearing this story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could fill seven podcasts with the oh, crazy-ass well. shit this man put me through. Oh, my God. Do you know what time... <laughs> So get this. He's living with a girl downtown. He has me in an apartment uptown. Okay? He's paying? So, yeah. So I'm living uptown. He's with the other chick. He keeps, he's convinced me that I'm not worthy. I'm not girlfriend material, but this chick is. So he's going to stay with her, but he has to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. We lived together and raised kids together before that. Like, fuck you. He's a mental case. Yeah, but it gets worse. He's your baby daddy? No. Just get rid of him. No, He's so this is what happened. This is, I was telling my friend this story this morning. She almost like died. So he says to me, let's go to couples therapy. Meanwhile, he's living with someone. And he's oh, mad. No, I'm sorry, to, but you did not. Mad. Go to couples therapy. Let's yeah. put him in his place. Yeah, exactly. Listen, this is what happened. He was pissed off because at the time I was dating a Yankees pitcher. 
And he was like, like all like it annoyed him that I could do better than him. And so we go to see the therapist. He immediately starts telling the therapist, I can't stop cheating and that I have to have the company I'm in. And I'm like, hold on one second. Therapist, he lives with somebody. And the therapist's (laughs) jaw like hits the ground. (laughs) I don't think I would properly train for this. Uh, Maybe you want to find somebody else. He was like, I'm going to need to see you guys individually. And I... So I go in. More like you guys need to be on Springer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's too crazy. You gotta get You gotta unwind yourself out of crazy because that's too crazy. I'm sorry. Like I, I don't. If you guys are have an open relationship, is one thing. But once it gets into crazy, you have to leave it because it's not gonna be good for your head. Once, once one person who said like out of the pair who says, "Yeah, let's have an open relationship." Once one person starts going, "I don't want the open relationship anymore," and the other one's like, "Uh, "Well, too late. We already are in an open relationship." It's, it's over. That that person has now checked out of the ball game. Yeah, uh, my last boyfriend Literally. didn't tell me we were in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, that's hold on. To I me just want to. I got to. I got to. I got to talk about uh, Versteiner beer. Is our sponsor Brian? We got a. We got our first sponsor. Um, right they, on. They have a a, a four point eight pilsner that's awesome. It's like so light, refreshing, and it gets you buzzed. So Versteiner beer is going to be our. Uh, oh, and we're going to be doing a. Uh, what you call? We're going to be live streaming uh, as, as of this coming Monday. Uh, oh, I have oh an, right on, man! Yeah, yeah I have an got, idea. Um, should I invite you know, you people to watch that, us? You should guys get that Kavanaugh guy. I hear he likes beer. Oh yeah! Oh my <laughs> Jesus! Good. That's a good and one. Hey, beer. He's endorsing and rape. He's beer. He's, beer. We had some beers. He's I endorsing Versteiner like beer. beer and rape. I yeah. I love rape. the I love the memes where it was like. Who else could get a job by going in and like crying, screaming, and telling them how much you love beer? Well, uh, <laughs> only in America, my friends. So uh, right. yeah, so we're gonna be uh, streaming. It's not gonna be up this. Mo- it's not gonna be out this Monday. We're gonna we're gonna tweak it and we're gonna be playing around. But you know, I know you're all the way out in Pennsylvania. But you know, I, if you want to make the trek in one night, I would love to have you on as a guest. Sure, we'll we'll uh, we'll come up with a date. Yeah, okay, it's good. So it's going to be every Monday. We're going to tape it every Monday. Uh, this can go are you, anywhere. Are you going to have some samples of your sponsor's beer? We're going to have a uh, Versteiner beer. Um, I, I'm working on another one, another, uh, I think, a, a Prosecco company, a new Prosecco company okay. might be coming on, and uh, I'm working on uh, some other stuff. So it's like big stuff going down over here. I already got my first guest, MC Search, is going to be uh, phoning in on Monday oh night. Oh, my God, I love MC Search. He's not He's coming awesome. in? He's not yeah. coming in? No, oh, he, he, I think he lives in Chicago, but it's weird because I saw him on like some Facebook thing, and I, I went... Uh, you know what? Let me give it a shot. I just said, I said, hey, big fan from back in the day. I'm from Canarsie. I was there from Far Rockaway. I was right across the water. And he got back to me. He was like, oh, yeah. I said, I know. I used to work on Howard Stern. He goes, holy shit. I know. I'm a total big fan. You know, I was like, oh, my God. This is so weird. It's always weird when you're such a big fan of somebody and they know who you are. And they're like, oh, I fucking love you. You know, that's like so weird. That's great. Right on, brother. Congratulations. MC Search. He's awesome. Him and Pete Nice were the best. Yeah, yeah well, that's another thing. we get. Yeah. Somehow this show has become about gripes, Brian. And if you have any gripes, you you can let them go. But oh, like every time someone comes on, they, they, they have some gripes. And I think this, I don't know if it's bad blood. I hope not. But I, I know Pete Nice, you know, he's, he's not having an easy time right now. Uh, uh, that sucks. So I, I don't know if it's stuff that we're going to wind up addressing, if, if he's got bad blood with him. But, you know, I, I haven't heard good news about Pete Nice, and I'm kind of bummed about that because it would great to see them get together and do some stuff. But also, search, you know, when he went out on his own, he, he had some hits, too. 
Yeah, I have I have his albums. I have actually even Pete Knight's albums. I, I was a big fan of Third Base when they were together, and then they did their solo projects. And you know, Prime Minister Pete Knight did his album, and then MC Search did his couple of albums, and then MC Search went on to produce a lot of really good people as well yep. in the uh, hip hop world. And so uh, uh, I, I look forward to, to hearing this uh, streamcast that he, you're going to do. I think it's going to be awesome. He gave Nas his first shot. Yeah, he was on. Right. He was on the, uh, the back to the grill again, where Nas has the best line ever. He said his rhymes were hotter than a prostitute with gonorrhea. I think that's maybe there the... you go. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. There you so go. Uh, I'm gonna maybe have a little uh, uh, contest with the search. He spits out a line. If I can't, uh, if I can't answer it with the proper response, we're starting a beer is gonna donate something to him. We're gonna work out because he's. he's Got a book that, trying to get a book deal. Oh, definitely don't make that a drinking game. You'll be under the table, my <laughs> friend. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know, man. I know I know a lot of their lyrics. Can we have a live studio audience? Like a few people? Well, the, the room's kind of small, small but like you know. Five cha- like, like if I invite my friends. that from Just my... make sure they're all very skinny. They are yeah. skinny. So they're... we don't know the setup. They're still working on the all room. Right, they're, they're tweaking the room. <laughs> One fat guy. Clapping. No, no. Like, yeah. my, no I want to invite my friends. It's yeah. my birthday. Yeah. Steve. They just want to sit in their underwear and look at Martha. It's my birthday, <laughs> yeah. and I want to do a birthday thing. Yeah, okay. No, so we'll do, Martha, uh, doesn't Martha just call that a Friday night? Yeah, exactly. No, it's going to be a Monday night now. <laughs> and then we're going to go to John's Pizza, get pizza afterwards. And, and I, I don't even want to yeah. look at pizza right now. I'm up to my neck or, in pizza. It's, or salad. Yeah. Uh, but Are you I, working I, at pizza now? Yeah, I'm working at this pizzeria. That's okay, I'm, I'm Steve. It's temporary. it's temporary. I know, but I just, you don't understand, like, like I had... I, a pizzeria. I don't like that. Like it's like going backwards. I, I want to go back. forward. We all I go got... backwards. Sometimes you have to go backwards to go forward. Yes. I know. I just so I take a breath. Energy. It's it's like, too, you it's... need to bring it. I know you guys are making energy, which means I got to go get dinner. Hey, Stacy, Martha. Good Grail. to see you. Hope Thanks to meet you soon. Me Yo, uh, I'll so be you're gonna, in, you're in gonna be touch. down in Kentucky when? Uh, I'll be down there November 30th to December 2nd in Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. Awesome. You're going to have some bourbons. You're going to have some great people. We've got people like uh, Michael Rooker is going to be down there. Joey Lauren Adams from uh, uh, Marats will be I, down I there. Big Daddy. I, and tons of I love guests. that show. Go to, I love uh, her. LouisvilleSuperCon.com. That's for awesome, more info. Brian. Yo, you got to hook me up Thank with Joey. Thank you. I'll tell my friends in Louisville. I've like t- yeah. So many of my friends and are I'll, fans of you. And I'll be in touch about doing a show in the next couple of, like in like two months or so, okay? In the yeah. city. And you'll and come I'll to the show. And I'll be inviting you to dinner in like a week. So. Right on. <laughs> uh, and what about we'll, what, we'll, we'll swap clerking stories? Yeah. Uh, what about Benevolence? Where can they find that? Uh, you can find Malevolence. It is now available on streaming. You can go to iTunes. Malevolence Three Killer is on iTunes and on Amazon. Oh, both cool. Of them. Go to both of their uh, sites to find out more information. You could also buy the, the the Blu-rays and the DVDs as well. Uh, so that's your best way to do it. Okay, thank you so much. Please tell your lovely significant other I said hello. I will, Grillo. Thank you so much for having Bye, me. Call Bye, in. Brian. Brian, Brian O'Halloran. Thank Bye. you. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, that was so cute together. <laughs> so girly. Oh, my God. Right. So girly. So your energy is so, it's, it's so, cra- I can't. Look, I'm, 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 I'm got to be honest with you. Know, the so, show, I'm like, I can't even fucking get it out. Right. I'm having such yeah. a hard right. time. Okay. So, so let me, I'm going to finish what I was telling you okay. real quick. Okay. So I'm sitting there in the worst possible position of my fucking life. I have a three-year-old. You have children. You don't have children. I have a house. I have it like, and my one dream was to finish college. Like, it was just like, you know, and my family fucking sucks. Like, they were just like, you should drop out of school and work at Walmart. I'm the only person in my family that has not worked at Walmart. 
Thank God. And look at me now. <laughs> look at you uh, now. So anyway, my high school boyfriend's mom comes over, and I am in hysterics. I mean, I'm just like, and you have I a baby. have no money. I have no money. I have no money. I have no money. I have no money. All they have is a loaf of bread and two apples. Like, what in the hell? And I, she just grabbed me, and she sat me down, and she goes, we're not going to worry about the big stuff. She goes, what do you need to do right now? Mm -hmm. And I go, I just can't stop crying. And she's like, okay. And you're very young at the and, time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was twenty. I was 22 years old. Right. Mm -hmm. I was 22 with two kids. And I had to kind of afford. And like, so I'm sitting there and she's like, okay, she gets me to calm down. I'm like, she cracks a joke about, you know, kind of made me laugh. She's kind of the person that got me to realize when people are upset, I make them laugh a little. I have always done it, but, you know, it does right. help. But she kind of cracks a little joke, and then she goes, okay, what's one problem? I, I can't afford this house. I can't pay this. I can't pay this mortgage. She goes, okay, we're going to rent the house out. And I go, okay, rent the house out. <laughs> and I'm, you know, move back in with my mom, and I'll rent the house. And a week later, had the house rented out. She goes, what are you going to do about money? I go, I'm going to get a job. <laughs> and she goes, because the thing was, I had taken a double course load. I was trying to get out of school as right. fast as possible. It wasn't like I'm a princess and I don't want to no, work. No, no, no. It was like I was you, literally taking a double course load. So I was like, and I, you know, my friend comes over to check on me and she's like, oh, this new restaurant opened. Let's go see. They need help. If they need help. Well, I was in luck because I didn't show till I was eight months pregnant, but I had giant fucking tits. So I go to this well, bar. I go to this bar. You make bar. the most tips in your third trimester. So, well, I did find out that there is a huge market for like prego fetishes. Whatever. Of course it went back to that. Well, somebody <laughs> told me they were like, you know, finding a single pregnant woman is like finding a fucking unicorn. Like, oh. they don't exist. So anyway, I'd go back. And mind you, this man disappeared off the face of the planet. His he, family wouldn't help me. And he's me. supposed to give Nobody, you money, right, by yeah, law. I've never got I've never got you can, he, he, I haven't even put him on the birth certificate. I don't give a flying fuck where the man is because he did me a favor. I was going to leave when I graduated college anyway. Right. So I'm like... You know, you don't need a piece of shit like that in your yeah, life or I, your son's he, life. He did me a favor leaving. So anyway, I go the next day and I work at this stupid restaurant called the Blind Parrot and made the best of it. Finished school. Freaking. I was so fed up. So fed up. You know, I just, just like couldn't I find a decent man in this shithole town? Could I raise a kid here? And then, you know, spring break came and I was like, you know, I had my son by that point, and I was like, I'm going to take a trip to New York. Like, I've never been, and... You have some you money know, now, obviously. Yeah, like, you, you know, caught up with your money a little bit? I caught, oh, I caught up quick, because the thing was, I was pregnant, I wasn't going out, I wasn't spending the money on anything, the renters were covering the mortgage. Were well, you eligible for social services, too? Um... Yeah, I mean, like, I Not didn't really, really need it. Right. Uh -huh. right, right. I mean, I got medical care. Right, that kind of thing. Um, I wasn't eligible for a lot of stuff because I wouldn't name the father. Oh, I see. If you, in the state of Kentucky, if you didn't name the father, you didn't get anything. So anyway. So you really uh, took, you really sacrificed. So stuff. I came to New York 
for spring break. Tickets were on sale on North, uh, Southwest or whatever. And I, I came to New York, and I was only here in like four days. And it just felt like home. And it was like, great. And I went back to Kentucky, and I was just like, I'm leaving. How'd you get the money to move it? It's very expensive to me. I sold uh, all, I sold every possession I had. Your house? You had uh, the ha- you had the no, house. I kept the house. Uh, I sold every possession I had. Freaking moved here with $2,000 in a suitcase. I thought really? $2,000 was a lot of money. Not here. Yeah, but it was a while ago. How long ago was it? Three this weeks is, later. This is the, like, <laughs> a, month, the, the moral, a day later. <laughs> the moral of the story. Yeah. That is that what you're feeling right now, you gotta like step back and roll with the punches. And honestly, oh, I, your energy. That, that's why I, yeah, yeah, I had do to do that. this show today because this is like the only therapy that I have. But, Either that, or I just sit there and stare at the wall and think, "How the fuck did okay, I get okay, here?" Okay, Steve. Okay, let's just. All right, we. All, I. I got. Like, same. what do you need to do today? What do you need to do tomorrow? What do you need to do a week from now? Let's not think six months, right? Because like in the situation I was in, I didn't think eight months from that day I would be moving to New York. Yeah, I mean, like you don't eight months, know. only eight months. You went from being poor in Kentucky to getting her own apartment with two kids in New York. Yeah, that's amazing. Look, I had and to move back with my parents, my mother, may my dad rest in peace. And I don't like it that much, but it's not the worst thing. And you know what? I'm able to, I'm able to catch up a little bit, and I'm able to breathe. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to for the life of me, but I had to do it. I'm, in, you know, I'm not young. But I, I've been able to go on the road. I've been able to do this show. I've been able to do my show. I've been able to do a bunch of shit. So and and now I'm I'm like gonna have student loans I can use to live on if I need to move out. Mm-hmm. And That's what I ended up doing. Uh, when he left, I maxed out my student loans because I had. But you can use those because and then pay I, them back I, later. I hadn't taken out any student loans up until that. Point. I never did before either. And so I hadn't maxed out. So it was crazy. I was able to get some money, but the whole thing. There's a way then, to do it. Yeah. And then even even like. You know, I'm sitting here, uh, you know, ten and a half months sober and everything, and my life is just so completely different now. It's better. It's like, better, right, to be so. Yeah, because your mindset is. It's not even so much you're not drinking, which is a big deal. It's yeah, like your mindset is I'm just clear. clear. Like this. Like I wanted to say for this week, like this weekend, I partied my fucking asshole. I mean, dr- sex, drugs, rock and roll, the whole thing. It causes so much anxiety. Right, and I got so fucked up this whole weekend. I'm not going to give you details, Where'd but you go? I had a show. In Connecticut, it was nothing crazy, but it was a killer show. We had a great time. Was Gino Bisconti there? No, he was not there. <laughs> um, why was no Gino and I don't always work together, but oh. we're very good friends. No, I, I like love Gino. He's going to come do the show. I would love to. Have you have Gino to call here. him. Yeah. Anyway, so he's one of my really good friends. But anyway, um, no, there's somebody I've been seeing. Whatever, it's not a big deal. And I really like my friend that I'm seeing. Whatever. But he came up and we had crazy sex. I got. I was also stoned. I drank. I don't even drink that much, actually. I just got. And I. I don't. That's good for everybody. No, no, but I'm allergic to marijuana. I found out. Like I, I was like stoned for three days straight afterwards because I can't. It doesn't leave my system. Like, and I'm on medicine that I shouldn't probably be doing marijuana. No, I don't know. That's just an herb. Come on. But everybody's able. No, I'm not. Some people could smoke weed and be great. I don't like weed. I don't. It, I felt like shit for three days. I think uh, well, I had to take antihistamines well, from it and huh, stuff. Well, I don't know. It's like wheat. It has. Well, like, you know what? There's so many different strands these days that you know. Sometimes, I'm not anti-weed. You you no, I'm I just saying yeah. like there's different strands. There's different things that it's used for, and maybe right, that medical. strand because I I can't eat it. Like I've I've. I can't someone eat it. sent oh, me. God, someone, I did someone sent me like a care package from California right after Sandy. It was like, oh, a little stress release. And you went thank crazy. God, I only took 
a little two bit. pieces of chocolate because I was going to eat the whole fucking. You bar. can't. You can't do that. And um, it's like, I uh, I can't do that. And no. I fucking bugged out. No. I took the. I ate the chocolate, and I bugged out so bad that I thought that like it was like right when Syria and Israel were going at it, and I you I, got freaked it started, out. I saw the cover of the New York Times, and they had their dead laid like laid out, and they the, the Israelis had their dead laid out, and. It was right around the time the Mayan calendar was about to stop and it was supposed to be the end of the world. And I really thought for a, like a good hour that the world was going to end. This is how it all starts. <laughs> oh, my God. It was that bad. And then I got on the train and the train was packed and it was full of people and it wasn't I moving get, oh anywhere. My God, and I saw somebody even... that had like pimples and I thought it was the plague. That's what happened to me yeah. when I ate the pot. Oh, oh my God. That happened to me when I did acid. Yeah, yeah. No, I had it's an like acid, acid effect. It has was, an acid effect. Then I was, supposed to go, I was supposed to go have dinner with a friend of mine and her daughter, like her six-year-old daughter. You couldn't do that. And I, I, I had to make an excuse. So I literally walked home from, I lived on. 18th Street between first and second. Then I walked home the from 86th Street and set first. I walked all the way home just to get it out of my system and just I can't eat edibles. I I, I freak out. Well, we vaped weed the whole weekend, like except after the show. But I never came. I never sobered up. Like it didn't sober me up. Like I couldn't. I drank like two glasses of wine or something. I didn't even drink that much. I barely drank that much. But I uh, for me, I was like, holy shit. I mean, the shows were fabulous. And I'm like, I want to be like a rock star this weekend. So I was just. I ended up feeling like shit for three days. I thought. I was had the flu, yeah. which yeah. I didn't, and I just felt like shit. And I'm like, I can't. I'm fucking sobering up. I got to mm. sober. I mean, I can have a glass of wine here and there. I, even that makes me sick. But mm. I have to really fucking sober up because it doesn't serve me. So, well, um, that's the first step in knowing your body. Yeah. So I made a recent post. And I love your post, by yeah, the way, I Monica. made a recent post on Instagram, which had pictures of me two years ago drunk. And then today. Yeah, it's what a difference. And uh, Let me see. It's huge difference. Oh, I did see that. I liked yeah. it, I think. Yeah. Um, Where can people follow you on the, Instagram? At Recover Out Loud LLC. And lots of fun content on there. Now, are you drinking like like physically a lot or just often? Or both? Um, now, you totally sober or nothing. You don't do anything it, now. It depended. I don't drink it on the all. Um, it depended. I kind of like... I think... Just the whole I concept of like being, you know, being a mom, I beat myself up a lot, but I, I see Facebook memories and stuff and there were periods of time where things were going a certain way. So I wasn't going out that much or I seen somebody who didn't go out that much or just different jobs. But there was a period uh, exactly like two years ago where things just like my whole life went off the fucking rails. Because like, of drinking or like, just because you needed to? Because sobriety is a state no, of mind. Like how you're thinking, let's just do one thing day at yeah. a time. Let's just take yeah. it. Like Steve's looking 18 weeks yeah. ahead. You're looking, let's just figure out how we're going to get to this day. Tomorrow, next day. Well, what happened it's is. It's a very I, different state of mind. I was raped. What happened was I was raped. Okay. When I was living on the Lower East Side, I quickly had to move. That's very serious. Luckily, uh, yeah. Uh, luckily, I was dating or I was seeing this guy who lives in the building I live in now. He moved out, but like, um, it was this guy who this hedge fund manager, and he was like, I kept staying at his house. He's like, you know, like what's going on? I'm like, I can't stay at my apartment. Like, you know, it's like triggering. And uh, he was like, well, put your stuff in storage. Come stay with me until you find a new place. So I ended up finding a place in the building, but then I kind of got in over my head. It was like, how am I going to afford it? And my whole life kind of became like trying to make money to afford this apartment. That's what happened in my old apartment. And the kids are starting school. And then I had this whole other trigger incident with... uh, 
you know, my son turning 13 really fucked with me. That's like, um, as they say, if you have childhood trauma and then you have children, you will... You'll transfer your trauma onto the right. So seeing my son thirteen looking just like me with the same haircut, and I was, (laughs) you look like you could be brother and sister. Yeah, most people think we are because he's six foot tall and I'm like five four. Uh, So it creates your you your your trauma transfers onto their trauma. Okay, I didn't know that. What happened was. you know, it was another thing, you know, I was raped when I was 13, and my mom didn't do anything about it, and so then I started getting triggered by, you know, my mom calling me or seeing her text messages and stuff, and, like, my whole life turned to fucking Groundhog Day. So when you like, get triggered, when you get just... triggered, what does that mean to you? So to me, it was, like, insight anxiety, like a PTSD form anxiety, because I have, I have complex PTSD. So, okay. Um, well, but my problem was um, newly moving to Hell's Kitchen. My friends lived here, and you know there were bars all around. And um, it's easy in Hell's Kitchen. It was too- it's easy everywhere in New York. Well, yeah. the problem was is I could go out and I would maybe be having um, one or two, and like that's like me. Feel I, okay. Yeah. But then, like, a guy would touch me weird, or a guy would get very drunk around me, or somebody would come in that reminded me of someone. Of someone. And, um, like, you know, the local watering hole that like, I met Grillo at, it's a shotgun place. So. What's that mean? Yeah, like, they well, sell, they sell shotguns. No. It's, it's a shot. Long. It's a shotgun bar. Like it's like just the bar, and it's very long and no, narrow. No, no, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. It's very long and narrow. So what people don't understand about anxiety attacks, is I do. <laughs> even, even though that place is not that big, if you're it shrinks if, in on you. If you're in the middle of a panic attack, it's not a good place. I know. It's I like know. you're. Can't figure out how to maneuver to that door. There's only one foot, like or yeah, two feet. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, and you have to pass so many people, and then it's like, it, and it becomes overwhelming. But so when it's, somebody it's like goes, that. "I'll buy another round," you're like, oh, "Okay," like, and then next I know thing that. you it's know, like, it's like that Joe, that like, Joe Walsh know. line in this, that one song. How can I leave when I can't find the door? Yeah, yeah, it's literally you can't find the door. And so you just drink to make it go away. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, actually, you're I, just sitting there, like almost. Paralyzed. I've been there a million times. I, I actually, yeah. I actually see. I, I'd seen that happen for real. I was bartending, with her, with, with... and no, 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 not with her. I was bartending one night at this place on the Upper East Side, and this guy's walking around the pool table, and I'm going, I look, I nudge one of the customers, I go, look, what, what's that guy doing? And he's walking around the pool table, and walking around the pool table, and he finally goes, Yo, man, what the fuck? How come? Where's the door? I can't fucking get out of here. He was so oh, drunk, no. he couldn't find the door. Yeah. And he kept walking around like... It's a, very, they, they was, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. I know that feeling yeah. to be so but fucked up. I got, I got kind of upset because people started acting like I was a problem when I was drunk. But what was happening a lot was men were approaching me that I didn't want to speak to or talk to. And I wasn't violent with them or anything you just like want them to get away from I'd be you. like, away... And then apparently some kind of thing got around that, like, I brought trouble. And it was like, no, it was butthurt dudes. 
Yeah. You know, well, it was that, like the butt hurt dudes would have left it, me it get, alone. It gets like I would have been and, okay. And, when you, when have, you get drunk, when you're in a drunk bar and there's a lot of drink, drunk, well, drunk people there, they can get very touchy feely. And I when, hate yeah, that. Well, and and it, you it, get it, too familiar. You know, when you're, because like everybody, especially when you have the same crew hanging out. Yeah, you know everybody it's gets not too strangers. familiar. It's not, not, it's strangers. not strangers, but then and eventually think, some you know, strangers start pouring in. Well, yeah, but you're at eventually a bar. Eventually, right, that's how you get a friend. That's you how you know? can get in trouble. Like we three could be okay, but then like let's say you know Grillo's friend walks in the door and he, I don't know the guy or whatever. And, you right. know, he that's may how- be an okay guy, but to me, he He's may a be a trigger to me. But the thing that I'm saying is about those pictures from like two years ago and then like now. Was, you know, I was so in my own head and so focused on, like, survival, I guess you would say, that it just did not stop to breathe. And the end result was an epic bender. I mean, that was just where it took me. And then, you know... Here I am, two years later. I'm not, you know, I'm not stressed about the same things I was stressed about then, but positivity and one day at a time. Like one day at a time. I don't even like go to AA, but one day at a time. I think everybody needs to live by that. Do you ever go? Do you ever go to AA? Do you have you gone to meetings? I've gone to meetings, but to be Mm -hmm. honest with you, it's. It's, it's a triggering for you? Yeah, it's Meetings really are triggering for me. Meetings yeah. are triggering, so I do one-on-one therapy. That's fine. Whatever works, I say whatever works for somebody, because not everyone wants to hear other one, everybody's my, stories. My problem with meetings, especially when I go to women's meetings, is that, and this is going to sound like a bitchy thing to say, but when somebody sees a pretty girl who has a nice apartment, comes in with a nice bag, nice shoes, whatever, they assume that you have no fucking problem. Yeah. You know, and then I'm sitting here. I don't like, assume that. At but all. there's a in these women's groups, they have a tendency to You're going to the wrong you're going to the wrong meeting. You got to go to meetings I know. It's like on the Upper East but, Side but or something. I'm other so, uh, yeah, I'm so you do. Busy. Yeah. The truth is that with two kids, a business and everything going on, the bouncing around, checking out workshops, I, I'm happy with my talk there. So you're right doing now. so you're doing okay. workshops? For your sobriety and stuff like that, or are you doing? Are you doing anything that's like other than therapy? Yeah, I attend. I'm involved in a lot of sober events. And things good, that's like good. That. So you're always working a program for yourself. Yeah, because not everybody. Uh, I think twelve step doesn't work for everybody. No, I don't and I, and I and I I can't believe. I mean, there's I no other options that for I people. I don't need. I have so much trauma in my past. You get triggered by somebody else's trauma. I can't do anything. That's too backwards, if that makes sense. I gotcha. Or right, too so, religious, uh, maybe. Or guys, we're going to have to wrap this up. I, I know that... Uh, uh, I love Thank you very much for your <laughs> letting things out, Martha. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank everybody for doing the show today. I want to thank Brian O'Halloran for calling in. He's going to be down in Kentucky. Uh, go check that out. And also the movie that he produced, Benevolence. It's on Amazon and all those things that he said. I want to thank Pro Media for giving us this awesome studio to use. If anybody wants to use the... the the studios are available for rent. If you want to do a podcast or live stream, you can contact Pro Media, and they will give you the best experience possible. Look, I'm doing a podcast. If you want to do a podcast, you can do a podcast. I want to thank Verstein of Beer for being our new sponsor. Yay! Woo! And uh, I want to thank uh, also My World, who provides us music content, and the bumpers and everything, and they they make those cool They're bumpers awesome. at the beginning of the show. 
And that's about it. Anybody want to plug anything real quick? Cause we're running out of time. Um, well, it's going to be airing this week, right? So Friday, I'll be at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. I'm going to be hosting two shows. And then I'm going to be doing uh, Synagogue on Saturday and Sunday. But no one cares about that because it's a <laughs> yeah, private. Oi. And then Monday's my birthday. So we got to figure out how okay, we can. Okay, well, well, we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah, Monday will be live streaming and MC Search will be calling in. And then me, um, follow me on Instagram at Recover Out Loud LLC, and also check out my blog on RecoverOutLoudOnline.com, and my apparel line is also on there. That's awesome. All right, everybody, thank you so much. Another episode of Aftershock is over. Thank you. Woo.